Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 23rd of July. Great to be here with you on this Friday, bringing you the COB as we do every Monday to Friday. Hey, Scuddy, how's it going? It's great. I just noticed my watch is a day behind. Why? Because that kind of uh, time of the year, isn't it? <laughs> don't know what's got, what day it is. I'm surprised we know it's a Friday, but yeah. yeah. I'm great. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Uh, listen, uh, the local market finishing at a record high yet again, two days in a row. Boy, that puts the Monday, Tuesday wobbles firmly in the rearview mirror. Yeah, a little flurry of buying on a Friday afternoon. Not only uh, the largest of volumes, but we were, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a record close. No, we can go into that. I mean, volumes are low. It exacerbates movements. Um, volumes low in North America as well. Yeah. Uh, it's summer there. It's summer. And um, everyone's hitting the roads. Getting that real melt-up feel, aren't we? There's just not... The market is like, yeah, don't really care about that. Yeah, don't really care about that. But if there's any good news, it's like, yeah, it was great. If there's any bad news, it's like, well, that's more steamy. So uh, yeah. the market is well and truly uh, back into on keel after its uh, Monday Bad news wobble. is good news again. I mean, I feel like I've said this many, many times, <laughs> you know, at various times of my career, but certainly, yeah. certainly it was, now. It was just hilarious last night when the ECB came out. Like, the ECB is going to be permanently easing in one form or another now. But it's like, oh, markets rallied on like super easy policy from the ECB. It's like, well. That was a fizzle. You, you, yeah. Well, that's, we won't get into that. Yeah. We, we, we want you to go and hang out with the uh, with the podcast here, but yeah, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was a bit of a fizzle. Yeah, we're not going to put you off. Don't turn the channel. Uh, we did have U.S. earnings overnight, and U.S. earnings are going really well. Let's be honest. Uh, I spoke with Rudy Philippek Van Dyke at the beginning of the call this afternoon, and he puts down the market performance. You know, some of the um, optimism out there down to and the sentiment, positive sentiment, to the fact that you know investors are really expecting a bumper reporting season here now. Yeah, oh, I think it's, it's going to be the uh, the crescendo of the earnings uh, momentum. It's what happens when you start putting the rug pull and all the stimulus measures, like in the States as well. We're not going to know that really. The outlook statement is going to give us some clues who's feeling uh, optimistic enough to go and give some sort of clarity. But uh, I reckon that a few, particularly what's going on here in Australia locally, will not be doing that this time around. Well, we're not going to be getting a lot of guidance statements. We know that. New South Wales in particular, I mean, not looking good. Who knows what's going to happen over the weekend in terms of response, you know, Gladys Berjiklian calling it an, a national emergency. I mean, I don't think that's any sort of official term that triggers anything official, but what it could potentially do is bring about more fiscal stimulus. RBA, it's, uh, you know, announced its taper already. That's still a long time away. Um, but, you know, if there's any sort of policy that you think needs to step up, it would be fiscal, correct? Yeah, and uh, that's a given. It needs to be done. I've, uh, I'm 
flushed that out earlier in the week, so I won't go and rant again, but uh, it's clearly that it's required by a lot of industries. Um, and we need some national coordination. And uh, I was just thinking, like, you know, a lot of Australians, the, uh, the idea of mateship and uh, no, helping out in times of need, uh, it's very still much alive at a community level. But I've got to say, some of the statements from the state premiers are absolutely bloody atrocious. Oh, I wouldn't want my children, um, you know, listening in and knowing what was going on. They're too you, young to know what's going on, you, but I mean... Awful. Yeah, it's you know, where the risk is. And I'm not saying this is a New South Welshman. I'm just as much a South Australian as a New South Welshman. And some of the ritual we heard that has come out from these state premiers is a disgrace. Think about people who are dying in hospital right now and just like, oh, well, we don't want to go give New South Wales uh, doses because they could reopen earlier. Like, give me a break. Anyways, uh, look, so we've got a long way to go with this whole COVID story. But again, did not hurt market sentiment. In fact, even after that 11 o'clock media briefing by the New South Wales Premier, that's when the you know, that's when the buyers were sort of moving in in a more significant way. <laughs> it's yeah. Bad news is good news. Go figure. Okay, so if we take a look at some of the, the big moves coming from the large caps, we saw nickel mines up by 3.5%. We saw... Uh, Newick's uh, up by 6% and I look up by 4.5%. A real hallmark of this week has been these quarterly reports coming through from the big miners, including Rio uh, BHP. A week where we saw iron ore falling below that 200 mark. Uh, that's an interesting one. And uh, I was looking at a chart earlier today about forecasts for commodities going forward. Most commodities the forecasts hold up. Uh, but if you look at iron ore, the expectations for the iron ore price and the forecast, they just go in a one direction. Yeah, they had massive supply side disruptions, of course, m- primarily from what was going on in Brazil, both from the uh, Brumadino uh, Dam disaster, which is a very unfortunate the number of uh, people who impacted by that, uh, and also some cyclonic activity in northern Australia. But uh, that's now starting to go past in the other side of the equation. China is absolutely ripping along when it comes to steel production, but there are a lot of reports out that it wants to go and cap steel production at 2020 levels, peak steel potentially being in. If that's the case, of course, that will go and help steel prices. In past periods, that's gone and helped iron ore, but uh, I'm not sure it will be because uh, compared to where and uh, scrap metal prices are at the moment... Uh, there's not going to be that same demand level coming through for iron ore. Look, healthcare did really well today. CSL was up um, solid, a solid amount, up by about 2% today. Uh, the rest of the healthcare space coming to the party. We saw strength in some of the consumer discretionary and consumer staples names. Woolworths, Coles comes to mind. But really, it was some of those smaller miners that did uh, particularly well today. BHP Rio both down on the day. And the big banks all in negative territory, <coughs> excuse me, to end this Friday session. Uh, so, yeah, tech stocks climbed higher. We saw Afterpay advancing. Afterpay going to come a bank. Zip making up some of yesterday's losses. And, uh, yes, yeah, so it just looks, you know, it looks a little bit like uh, BNPL will continue to be a bit of a theme. Of course, a lot will come to light in this upcoming earnings season. Yeah, and... the. Almost got the permanent tailwind that I uh, know it's uh, selling rallies prospect when it comes to yields at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time bond yields go and dip, those uh, long duration names, you mentioned CSL had a pretty good day. Look across the whole healthcare space, it was all up. Uh, so much strength coming through there. So uh, that's a natural headwind as well to anyone who's looking to go and express a pessimistic view. So uh, the optimists are well and truly in control for the time being. Crown down by 2%. So Star Entertainment saying, oh, yeah, we thought it might have been a good idea, but it might not be that great of an idea to take you over when your license to operate is in question, at least in Victoria. Look, I'm so cynical. I know that they'll be allowed to, you know, to, to do business Maybe. in Victoria, but 
yeah, there's there's some talk that maybe there'll be a consortium that will come in for uh, for for Crown, but I reckon it's not a bad play because you think about it from a strategic standpoint. If Crown is at risk of losing its license in in Victoria, and uh, then you've got this stranded asset, well, mm. you, you can say the stock can come riding in with the uh, the white horse and and say, well, yeah, look, I've, we're a squeaky clean, well, sort of, and uh, <laughs> and then we can go and like no, and we'll take the license over, and we of course aren't part of those things, and maybe pick it up for a discount. We'll see. Uh, yeah, you never know. I think that story's got a long way to go just yet. There was a lot, you know, still a lot of takeover activity or, you know, thinking, you know, plans for takeover activity coming to light this week. Oil search was a really interesting story for the, for the week. The, uh, the CEO, as we know, stepping down. Why exactly? A little bit murky. Um, but Santos, you've got to think that there's, uh, you know, better offer coming. Oil search's share price did really well um, since that all came to light. So, Watch the space in terms of M&A as we move toward this new trading week. We get earnings out in the U.S. tonight. Uh, that jobless claims read lifted in the U.S. through the overnight period. Uh, this is market PMI day in the U.S. Mm. Anything, uh, you know, to rock the boat likely there? Uh yeah, not really. Um, and the the jobless claim stuff. I know that it uh, resulted in a couple of basis points decline in ten years. So uh, you know yields in the states, but it's just it's so messy. The seasonal adjustments and particularly what's happened last year, it's near impossible. So you've got all these big auto uh, manufacturers who are standing down their staff over summer and they can't get chips and everything else. So you can't really. It's it's so hard to go and get a track. No. Take a look at the trend. The four-week moving average is probably a better reading. And we're just as likely going to see a big reversal next week uh, as we saw the big earner reversal this week. So I don't think you can read too much into it. No. All right. So we will uh, stay tuned for this, this Friday session in the States. Stock of the day. Stock of the day. Zip. I hosted the call today. Had the pleasure of chatting with Rudy Philippek van Dyke and Claude Walker. From a rich life, uh, Rudy, of course, is from FN Arena. Zipco, stock of the day. Let's take a listen. To sum it up, really uh, succinctly, I think the expectations were higher. Uh, at face value, those numbers, of course, look look fantastic. But that's not always the point. The point is what is priced in and what what are analysts expecting, because that is basically what moves the share price here. My view when investing in, in this type of, of, of segments of the market, it's, it's usually quite simple. I, you go for the market leaders, and whether we like them or not, but Afterpay is the market leader. Uh, but I have to say, Zip is definitely a, a very, very good second. But it remains to be seen whether, they, whether that's enough to, to survive in this, in this market over time. None of these businesses are mature enough for people, in my view, to with any confidence be able to forecast the profit going forward. I'm not hesitant to buy stocks that aren't yet making a profit, but there's, I just don't know how people are, are modeling the profit. You know, I wouldn't bother valuing any of these companies. I think if you're trying to make money with them, then you're, you just want to trade on the sentiment, trade on the, on the hype machine and the excitement. And, um, if that's what you're doing, then clearly Afterpay is probably the safest option. And that is not going in the Osbiz portfolio. Zipco Z1P. They just don't think it's the leader in the space. And Claude doesn't even know what to do, how to value those companies besides that. So that is the stock of the day on this Friday. Look, we are looking forward to 
a quiet weekend. I mean, let's admit that, but we're not alone, are we, Scuddy? Uh, we hope everybody, you know, enjoys it, stays safe. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it. Take care, though. And, Scuddy, I do hope you enjoy your weekend as well. Yeah, it's uh, tough for everyone, and so it's tough for me personally at the moment, but uh, I know there's lots of people out there who are really doing it tough, so I know if you know someone who is uh, struggling a bit or even just want to go and inquire, make sure you go and reach out and see how people are going. That's the other least you can do. Yeah, we've got an interview now. I'll do a little plug. I have an interview up on the website. I don't believe it's in the show notes. Uh, with a gentleman who spent a lot of his time working in financial services, former CEO of uh, Lazard Asset Management, and he was talking about just that, reaching out to people, um, just giving a little call, and just recognizing that, you know, a lot of people are vulnerable out there. It's on the website. It's called Reach Out to Your Community, Reduce the Mental Health Stigma. Yeah. All right, guys. Good way to go and finish off the, uh, the podcast. We will see you Monday. God willing. <laughs> see you then.
And that is not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. Zipco Z1P. They just don't think it's the leader in the space. And Claude doesn't even know what to do, how to value those companies besides that. So that is the stock of the day on this Friday. Look, we are looking forward to a quiet weekend. I mean, let's admit that, but we're not alone, are we, Scuddy? Uh, we hope everybody, you know, enjoys it, stays safe. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it. Take care, though. And, Scuddy, I do hope you enjoy your weekend as well. Yeah, it's uh, tough for everyone, and so it's tough for me personally at the moment, but uh, I know there's lots of people out there who are really doing it tough. So I know if you know someone who is uh, struggling a bit or even just want to go and inquire, make sure you go and reach out and see how people are going. That's the other uh, least you can do. Yeah, we've got an interview now. I'll do a little plug. I have an interview up on the website. I don't believe it's in the show notes. Uh, with a gentleman who spent a lot of his time working in financial services, former CEO of uh, Lazard Asset Management, and he was talking about just that, reaching out to people, um, just giving a little call, and just recognizing that you know a lot of people are vulnerable out there. It's on the website. It's called Reach Out to Your Community, Reduce the Mental Health Stigma. Yeah. All right, guys. Good way to go and finish off the, uh, the podcast. We will see you Monday. God willing. <laughs> see you then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.